And now the last, but possibly most important point when it comes to resilience is that I trust that whatever is happening in my life is there to make me grow, is there to help me actually get better. So whatever is happening in my life, in my surrounding, in, in my family, in my friends group, in my career, all of those things are there to make you a better person, a better human being. Because we can only show what's really within us when we have challenges, when we have difficulties. Because when we don't have any anything that's that's hard to overcome, we can never really show the actual strength that we have. Welcome to another episode of the Better Together podcast. But today I'm actually alone. So it's going to be a solo episode just for me, Julian, for today's session for today's session, for today's podcast, we'll go into the topic of resilience. What that means, what are like some challenges that we really can face, I tell some stories, but then also go into, okay, what is that concept exactly? And what are some strategies and techniques that you can overcome your life's challenges through psychology? And so today we'll start by actually introducing the topic of what is resilience. And then I'll, I'll go from there and go into the, the nitty gritty and the fine grain of what that means. So we'll start by just very, very basic, getting into the definition of what resilience is. So according to, what is that, Mer Merriam-Webster, the capability of a strained body to recover its size and shape after deformation caused especially by compression, compressive stress. I think to make it a little bit easier with an example is it means basically they used it for rubber or any other, other similar materials to really extend it, can extend rubber, and then it just forms, comes back to the, its natural, normal um, posture formation, basically. And so that's very similar to what we use that now today in psychology or also in business in, in these terms. It basically means something that we can come back to our normal state, normal state of feeling, maybe also thinking, and just feel back to normal, recover basically from something, bouncing back from difficult, misfortunate experiences. Okay, just to get an idea what that means. So when it comes to resilience, there are a couple of concepts and tools and topics important to understand to improve your resilience. And the first one is the comeback rate. I think that term was actually coined by Caro herself, but uh, I think it's it's widely known in, in similar ways as well. Just the ability to come back to your normal state of how you feel good, basically, or just when you feel off, from any situation that you come back to your natural state, whatever that is, right? That's that's your baseline. And there, there are many, many ways to come back to this. But first of all, to understand, to improve your resilience basically means to shorten that amount of time that you need in order to come back to your normal state. So what would have taken me a week to bounce back from an argument to not con continuously overthink about it would be then to um, reduce that time to six days out of seven, to five days, to four days out of seven, and then slowly but surely improve that comeback rate. Because that way you basically gain back um, 
lifetime time to for yourself to deal with other things. So the idea is to shorten the time you need to in order to come back to your natural state. And there, there are many, many ways to how you can go about this. And one that I particularly like and want to use today as well, which is parts of the growth mindset. And if you're not familiar with it, it basically means a growth mindset, meaning you believe that you can improve or that with with the abilities that you have, you will overcome your challenges. And it's a mindset. So it's an idea. It's a belief. It's, it's the way you think. So just by changing it to, okay, I can deal with any challenge that will be thrown at me, you will be able to come back quicker. But it's a lot more refined than that. So parts of the growth mindset is also to be able to deal with feedback, to see other people as inspiration rather than a threat, to be able to go into action and change the things that you think are not helpful or not working well. So basically continuously improving. So you believe that you can in all this, in any skill, basically, you cannot be the Michael Jordan of any skill, obviously, but you can get better by practicing. And that's, that's really the foundation of it. You can get better with practice. And just having that idea helps in many circumstances, not only now in the resilience, but also in many other areas to deal with things. And so what is a thing, maybe a tool, a tip that can help to get out of a state, out of a rut or out of a difficult situation or improve next time? And there is a magical word the, that we like to use in that context, which is yet. Yet is such a powerful word that is completely underestimated because once you add it to a sentence, it completely changes the meaning of it from I cannot dance to I cannot dance yet. And what it does, it, it opens a window of possibility. It opens the window that actually I cannot do it right now. It might be a fact for me it is, but what it means is, Hey, with practice and time, I will be able to improve my skills in it. And I think that's such an important thing. Also with the comeback rate, you can use it for that too. So when it takes you, no, it always takes me uh, five days to come back after I had uh, a bad, got a bad feedback, or it takes me always uh, half a year to come back from a relationship breakup. Then you can use this to, okay, let me see what I can actually do to improve. Maybe some in some situations it is to relax and calm down and don't do anything, but give you the self the time to recover, right? And in other circumstances, it can literally mean, hey, okay, I'm not good at giving presentations at work or in other situations. And by practice, with practice, you can improve those skills and get better at it slowly but surely. And yes, it might not happen within a week. But the idea is you're not playing the short term game, you're playing for the long term, you want to improve over the long run. And so yet is a super, super powerful word that as soon as you notice you're using those sentences 
like I cannot do this or that. I feel bad when I won't do this. And then adding the word yet to it gives you the possibility to change it. Brings gives yourself the power back to actually make a change with it. So it, it's a it's a powerful word because it gives the power back into your hands. Another thing that's really really important when it comes to resilience is community. So what does it mean? Why is it really important? So we are social creatures. We are really highly dependent on our environment. If we are not connected to other people and have also the the physical connection, it goes sideways. As we probably noticed for two to three years ago, how that can happen and and how we all felt when we weren't able to really meet or connect with other people. And so, I really want to bring that back into. The surrounding that it's not only the very important thing that you build resilience for yourself, but also know that you can go back and ask other people for help, ask for uh, just being with you and and guiding you through、um, a process. Whether it's a breaking up, whether it's a difficult situation at work, whether it's just you having a bad day. It's completely fine. I, I'd love to sometimes just call somebody or talk to somebody when I had a bad day. That immediately gets me into a different energy, right? Especially if the person is usually in a good mood, then that helps me a lot to take on that energy that the person has and get into a more uplifting mood too. So not only、uh, can resilience mean okay, the the strength that I have within me to come back to my Let's say best self or a good version of myself, but also the community, the people that sur- you surround yourself with, is part of that. In my opinion, it's part of that too. So it's really important to not only look at your own strength, but also see okay, who can I turn to when I don't feel well, and maybe use that right now as a reflection point. Who do you go to when you feel really bad? When you had a bad day? When you had a bad situation? Or when something really terrible happened, like I don't know, somebody in your family died, or you had a breakup, who would you go to? And now the last, but possibly most important point when it comes to resilience, for me, that's something I learned in the recent years is that I trust that whatever is happening in my life is there to make me grow, is there to help me actually get better. So whatever is happening in my life, in my surrounding, and in, in my family, in my friends group,、uh, in my career, all of those things are there for me to give to give myself a challenge or possibility to show my best self, to show the best ability that I have. And that really flips something in in my understanding of of how resilience works, because. All of the things that seem unbearable or seem so tough to go through, as soon as I get into this perspective that I trust whatever's happening is there to help me grow, there to to make me a better human being, better Julian, basically in that sense. This really helps to to see the end, the 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 light at the end of the tunnel, the possibility for me to actually. Learn from this, and yes,、um, 
when it's a really tough thing, it's it's not to just really go through and just immediately there's sometimes called toxic positivity, just like, oh, everything is fine. No, but it is something that, first of all, you need to go through emotions, whatever is happening there. Um, when it's a difficult situation, um, like a breakup, it's it's it feels painful. And those emotions want and need to be felt in order to actually go through. But nevertheless, the whole situation, everything that's happening is there to make you a better person, a better human being. And that for me was a long journey to actually understand this. If you let go and try to understand, okay, what is this actually teaching me? What is this actually wanting to um, bring bring out in me? What kind of strength? Because we can only show what's really within us when we have challenges, when we have difficulties. Because when we don't have any anything that's that's hard to overcome, we can never really show the actual strength that we have. And I think that's that's an interesting uh, thought and interesting way to think about the challenges. So you notice most of the time I use the word challenge instead of a problem or um, really a tough time because when it, when you understand challenges is there, at least in my eyes, is there to bring out the best in you, bring out the, the best version of you that is able to tackle those challenges. And that is, I think, what I understand with trust, trusting your abilities that whatever situation comes, you will be able to overcome. Okay, all of that sounds great. They're great tools, things that you can actually use. But what does that mean in the day-to-day situation? How do you actually deal with things that uh, feel very, very difficult, very, very hard? And I'll just share my process, my my way of doing so. And it can be completely different for you. But just so you know that there is different ways of dealing with it. And you can fine-tune what works for you. But actually, do try to figure out something what works for you. So over the years, what helped me is, first off, there is a strong emotion that's always there. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a challenge. There's a strong emotion connected to... Uh, the challenge that you go through and how that's the first thing that I need to deal with because if the emotion is still there I can think my way out but it's not going to solve or do anything so what I, I how I deal with usually with emotions is trying to let them run through my body trying to fear them allow them and not I'm trying not to be threatened by them either even though that can be quite daunting from time to time and try to understand that it needs to move, move through me. So what I do usually is I get into movement, into physical movement myself. So I'll stretch, I do some yoga, some qigong, or just a walk or a workout. So anything that brings me into movement and helps me to not be in this posture really clingy together and closed up, but letting them go through me. Because when I close up, I usually go into my mind, into my head, and also I sort of trap the emotion. I don't want to let go of it. And sometimes we actually do not want to let go of it. But if we actually want to go through it, we want to be open and let it run through us, even though it might be really painful. 
And that's the first step. So some form of getting getting movement. And that can take from from just 10 seconds taking deep breaths to uh, an hour or two hours or even a day until you really are able to let things run through your body. And oh, one thing that I didn't mention was also breath work in some form breathing, just breathing deeply into the belly or just having super deep inhale and exhales can help to already move those emotions. So that's, that's the first step that I usually have. Second step is then trying to get back into my, let's say, more natural, more normal state. And what that, what, how do that is usually with meditation or something by myself. Can also be journaling that I try to process it. So I sometimes let it then go back to my mind and see, okay, what did actually happen? And journaling can be a really good tool. So I like to just write down whatever's on my mind, not really in a structured way, but just writing down what happened. And after that, after that and or meditation, it's already like this, the real heaviness is usually gone because I put, I let the emotion run through my body and I put it basically out of my mind into either the meditation or on a piece of paper. And that's, that's so incredibly helpful to let this heaviness of it go because we sometimes believe that we do things because we think it's the rational right thing to do. But on the other, uh, but quite contrary, it's the thing that we feel the most inclined to do. We know rationally that sometimes you should eat healthier and do more sports, and yet we quite often don't do it. And so from that perspective, we act a lot on our emotions, sometimes based on our stomach, but a lot on emotions. And so that's why I focus so much on dealing with the emotion first before try to analyze it or try to really think things through. And so once I dealt with the emotion, I try to or at least, you know, soften it a little bit, take the, the real hard part of it. And then I try to really transform it, transform it somehow into a learning or at least a next step, what I want to do with the situation or will be able to act or respond to the other person. So try not to act based on a hurt feeling or a difficult um, closing up emotion. And I really try to expand. And when that happened, then I'm already a lot freer in my mind. And it's quite, quite can be quite fuzzy what I'm I'm saying here right now. Try to imagine it to one of your situations that happened recently. So for me, it could be um, after a coaching session, I had the feeling that it didn't go quite well. And I was then sort of nagging me, self-doubting a little bit about the quality of that coaching session. And qu quite after, quite quickly afterwards, I had another uh, workshop to attend. So in order to actually deal with that in a also quick manner, for me, the best way was letting, like standing up, doing a couple of stretches, breathing in deeply. And I couldn't like really get the learnings out of it very quickly, but I at least thought about, okay, that was something, there's a learning in there. I'll get to it soon, but I don't have to 
let my whole mood or the next session or the the people that I meet now be affected by it. But I make space for it to be a learning afterwards. So allowing it really to be whatever hardship is there. And we all go through them and we all know other people go through them as well. And yet we don't give ourselves the space sometimes to actually deal with it. So yeah, that's how I usually do with let's say hardships with difficult situation and that can expand from let's say five minutes in exercise when we feel like a little bit off after let's say a coaching session or a presentation or something else and to okay i need to deal with grief of another person um, can take weeks and maybe even months right but remember we went through the comeback rate went through yet as a super powerful tool to be able to improve in the comeback rate, but also in all, all other areas that you feel like you can improve. We went through like the overall idea of the growth mindset that you can really just improve in all areas and get better just with practice and allow other people to be an inspiration and receive feedback as something positive. And then lastly, that was trust trusting that all of those situations that are happening that might be difficult and hard to understand what why they're happening to you are happening for you in the way that they try to either bring out the best in you or teach you something for for next situations so they're all there in order for you to grow and get better that was a short recap and i hope that makes sense and that's a new format that we now went into with a solo episode Please let me know afterwards how it went either in the comments below or just sending an email. And I wish that you can, just by knowing those tools, apply them also for you and be a bit more resilient than in future situations and really be able to deal with those hardships just a little bit better, a little bit faster, right? A little bit coming back to your normal self quicker. That's what resilience means. Thank you for joining me today in the podcast and talk to you soon. Bye-bye.